Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nebcast, the number one Nebcast for Nebulous Visions. I'm Brad Haig, and this week we are at a uh, pizza place in Denver called Two Fisted Mario's. Uh, with me is the always lovable Ryan Frost. I'm so huggable that when you push in my tummy, I do this. Um, and his girlfriend, Laura, puts up with a lot. <laughs> of awesomeness. I don't even know how she can even like be in the same room with me sometimes, because I am so awesome that I just fill the room with so much awesome dariness that Ryan, you might Ryan, shoot through. Ryan, you're done. Yep, pretty much. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Oh, you know, Haven't uh, seen you in about a week. I know. Stupid fucking Qdoba has me working, like, nonstop. Like, you're going on vacation, well, you have to work. What's that about? Well, the next week you won't have to worry about it. I know. I will be speaking French and telling Frenchies to kiss my American ass. So, uh, from the last podcast, did you get any mail? I don't know. Did you get some mail? I did get some mail. And I'm going to call this segment hate mail. <laughs> I got hate mail? You didn't get hate mail, but actually it's not really hate mail. I'm just saying that. Oh, uh, you're just trying to be funny? Yeah, because, yeah, I'm try trying to be funny. Because <laughs> it would be funny if all the stuff we didn't get was hate mail. Dude, that would be of, so funny. Thought of funny ways to respond to it. but Totally. We did get one mail, and it was from our friend Cliff. Oh, did he really send us something? <laughs> um, he, uh... He, heard, he uh, only started listening to the podcast after the second one, so he did notes for both, for the ones that have aired already. And uh, uh, according to the first podcast where we talked about the vanilla coke rope video, it turns out that it was he who was dropping the bucket on Adam and not Keith. Really? Yeah. So and that's I a good memory. Yeah. So he uh, wrote us to clear that up, and then. Um, in regard, most of the notes were for the second one. He said he liked your saw pantomime <laughs> and that your douchebag voice was hilarious. Good, good. It reminds him of Snarf from Thundercats. <laughs> and he doesn't understand why you use the douchebag voice when talking for Brandon. <laughs> oh, I like that comment. No, no, I only use the douchebag voice for Brandon in that story because that story is so douchebaggy. <laughs> like, seriously, You're no hands? <laughs> I know, right? Douchebaggy? It's true. I just, it, in general, you're just referring to a douchebag. That, that doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, he also gave us a note not to talk about the time while we're on. I, I knew that already. I just, we kind of ran out of material, so I just had to mention something. <laughs> Got to keep the on-air going. Um, he uh, said, oh, he said that uh, his fiance Kelly, is freaked out by your love for Rod Stewart. Really? Yeah. Did I even, I haven't really mentioned my love for Rod Stewart too much in the podcast, did I? I know, there's, there's just that one part in the last episode where uh, you, we referenced uh, the uh, iPod music and you're like, Oh yeah, where's the Rod Stewart? Yeah. So. Um, I could say something about her, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's very classy of you. I know, right? Well, my response would be, uh, Ryan's love for Rod Stewart also creeps me out. Does it really? Only sometimes. But he is so awesome. Rodster is supposed to be a ladies' man, and uh, apparently two ladies disagree already. Okay, Rod ouch. Stewart. Very ouch. I'll not discuss Rod Stewart, but Ryan's love for Rod Stewart is... It's special in its own way. <laughs> well, 
Well, my mom likes Rod Stewart, if that's any consolation. Thank you. Well, tell your mom thanks. Um, he also uh, gave us a little fun fact. He uh, lives in Portland, by the way. Portland has the largest number of strip clubs per capita than any other city in the U.S. Dude, why the fuck are we in Denver? Let's go to Portland. <laughs> and I just have to wonder how Kelly feels about that. <laughs> and Cliff is our frequent member. You know how you have a super card every time you go to King Supers, you get a discount? Does Cliff have that for stripper, strip club card? Uh, he also said that uh, your mom is not a whore, just hot. What? Yes. That son of a bitch. But speaking of hot, he wondered if Laura actually said that I was hot, and if so, that she's crazy because of it. I did say that Brad was hot. I did. But in my defense, women are crazy in general, so... Yeah, we are. I would agree with that. Um, fuck you, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> no response. No response. Dick. Um, in regards to the uh, creation of the word Ossendary. Oh, is he going to rip me? <laughs> Not you, but uh, he just mentioned that Ossendary sounds like a camel, the relative of the dromedary. I'm a geek, is what he said. And that's a very geek thing to say. Cliff. A camel? Yes. I looked it up. <laughs> On Wikipedia, the dromedary camel, Camelus dromedarius, is a large, even-toed angu ungulate. It is often referred to as the one-humped camel, Arabian camel, or simply as the dromedary. Its, its na native range is unclear, but it was probably the Arabian Peninsula. The domesticated form occurs widely in northern Africa and the Middle East. The world's only population of dromedaries exhibiting wild behavior is an introduced feral population in Australia. The dromedary camel is one of the better-known members of the camel family. Other members of the camel family include the llama and the alpaca in South America. The dromedary has one hump on its back in contrast to the Bactrian camel, which has two. A good mnemonic for remembering which way around these terms apply is this. Bactrian begins with a B, and dromedary begins with a D. B on its side has two humps, while D on its side has only one hump. Wow. So thanks, Cliff, for boring the hell that out of this That was terribly podcast. fascinating. And how the hell does Cliff know that? I know. Well, he does a lot of random stuff. I thought it was cool. <laughs> you liked it? Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Is there any more you'd like to add about camels that I didn't research? No, I don't actually give a fuck about camels, but I like hearing about like genus species kind of stuff. Oh, me too. Is there a segue? Because I know you smoke and you like do cigarettes mm. with what we just talked about. No. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Dude, whatever happened to Joe Cool the Camel? Like, that made me want to smoke. If I was able to buy cigarettes when he was around, I'd smoke right now. When I was a kid, I saw the little cartoon Camel. I didn't, it didn't make me want to smoke. Really? I was like, that's imitatable. <laughs> Look how cool he is. All the girls love him. Yeah, he wore sunglasses. He's always playing pool or poker. I don't know. It's unfair. He got a bad rap. He did. I said the Marlboro that. Man. He died of cancer. Of so cancer. He didn't really have a choice. Okay. So, yeah, that's the email that we got. And hopefully, in the future, more readers will write in and give us more stuff to talk about. Um, we do have more stuff to talk about. Uh, I'd like to get. Uh, possibly Cliff, there's a program called Skype, which we could probably do an internet live podcast, so while we're actually talking and recording, 
we might be able to use Skype to have someone from another state talk through the computer and join in. I'd love to hear what Cliff has to say. I haven't heard Cliff in a year or so. Yeah, his, uh, he's getting married on August 1st. So, Is he really? Uh, we got to go out there and meet with him. We should. We should. August, here we come. Portland. Woo! The Rose City, baby! And strip club capital of the world! <laughs> You can leave your hat on. Joe Cocker shout out. Yeah, I know more things than Rod Stewart, Kelly. Not many. Yeah, um, pouse you too in that homo bono. She likes you She loves you too. Wow. All right, time to liven up the podcast on that note. Um, you guys see any movies this week? We have. Uh, we went and saw My Bloody Valentine in 3D. And how was that? You know I'm going to be honest, it wasn't that bad, except for the uh, douche nozzle behind us, which we'll end with that because Laura totally uh, called him out. It was freaking hilarious. But it was cool because the movie was kind of a B-movie slasher, and I mean, the acting was paper thin, obviously, but like, it was still cool like to see a, a super violent movie. Like, I mean, really violent, which always makes me ponder, you know, back in the day when, like, some movies would, like, receive X ratings, you know, the first Friday the 13th had to go through extensive cuts to receive its R rating, and now it seems so tamed. In this one, there's a seriously a 3D effect where the miner, miner, takes a, a pickaxe and shoves it up a guy's jaw, rips it out, and it shoots at the camera in 3D. Was it convincing? Yes. <laughs> No, I really enjoyed it. Like, I felt like as far as the storyline and stuff went, it was like, you know, your average slasher flicks. Not really a whole lot to it. But the, a, lot of the, a lot of the gore and the way that they did the gore in 3D was very interesting. Yeah, it was very as impressive. It, as long as they involved CGI, like, I mean, the practical uh, makeup effects were pretty good in it. Like, I mean, there's a part at the beginning where he kills all these people in the hospital. Oh, and they yeah. had, like, chests open and everything and hearts everywhere. And, yeah, I know. It's rated R. I mean, it's pretty hyper-violent. So, yeah, other than that, it's pretty cool. Did you have to, was it, they, did they charge the $13 for it? Of course. Yeah. But we got totally rad 3D glasses that I recycled. <laughs> yeah, I think I did too. I saved, I had 3D glasses from another movie, because I thought for some reason I should save them, because I'd find no use for them, and then didn't really. Dude, you know what scares me, though? It's because we were there, and the, the people there are so rude. Like, I understand when you go to see a slasher movie, a lot of people like to talk to the camera, like, don't go in there, don't go in there. You know, I understand that. Oh, yeah, I know, it's a big thing. So at this movie, this douche nozzle behind us, like, he kept on saying stupid comments and kicking the back of my chair, and I let it slide, I let it slide, and then uh, at the end of the movie, Laura turned to me and she said, I'm going to give it to this guy. Watch, watch. And Laura, what did you say to him? Um, I just turned and went, hey, dude, thank you. You really made that fun for me. And then we walked out, and it was great. Yeah, and you should see a look on his face, because all she said was, you made that, no, you said it, you made that entertaining. Yeah. And he's like, well, I kind of did, didn't I? Like, he didn't know that she was just wow. totally listening. <laughs> so sarcastic and just... He took it as a compliment. He, like, yeah, he yeah. took it as a compliment. Like, the only thing that worries me is now he's going to go to the next movie, and he's going to be, you know, like... Even worse. Yeah, yeah. you know, Tom Cerebo. He's going to be like, ah, you know, I'm going to talk and... Maybe I can get more friends by making crazy comments. And then this, I mean, that wasn't as bad. Remember the chicken quarantine? Oh, 
you want to tell that story? Oh, I will. T- well, I'll tell that story. We have an hour, so any stories any of you come up with, just draw it out. As long Let's do it. Let's <laughs> as do possible. It. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, no, quarantine story. Quarantine. So What's quarantine, ag- again, is, you know, another horror movie. And, you know, it's an okay horror movie. Again, the acting really bogs it down. But I'd say... 15 minutes before it ends, Brad, right? Basically the climax no, of the like movie. the last five minutes. Yeah, the climax of the movie. This chick stands up, I'm not even joking, in the middle of the theater and goes, Hey, where's my phone? I haven't seen my phone. Where's that loud, too. No, that loud. It, it's, I'm not exaggerating at all. In this tense, suspenseful moment where we're finally getting to the very end of the movie, this lady just stands up and continues. Where's my phone? I can't find my phone. Somebody call my phone. And the people around her are like, sit down. Sit down. But I can't find my phone. Where's my phone? And like prior to that, I've been watching her from, because we were above her in the stadium seating. I've been watching her fiddle with her phone. Like the light kept shining up, like distracting my attention. And finally, yeah, she's walking around in her aisle trying to find her phone. And what else? No, she was just seriously yelling for her phone the whole time. And yeah. her, everyone in the theater... No quiet voice. Just not, like, not a quiet voice at all. Like it's the most important thing The most important right thing. Now. And everyone in the theater is like, bitch, shut up! Even Brad, yeah. Mr. Quiet, just flipped I shit. never say anything. Like, no matter... Usually, no matter how bad it is, like, I just... I t- like I get angry, but I just keep it myself. But I lost it. Do you remember what you said to her? I do. <laughs> Go for it. Do you want me to do my impersonation of what you said to her? Uh, maybe. You said, <laughs> "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like what it yeah, was. And that's exactly what happened. And she flipped out. So the last five minutes of quarantine was really distracting. Oh, and then I said, uh, "Wait till after the movie." <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> but she did stop. She kept yeah. on going. Where's my and then, oh, remember at the end, too, that one chick threatened to beat her up, too? Yeah, they, like the one sitting next to her like, almost started a fight. It's, it's amazing, because if she just waited till five minutes later, she wouldn't be, like, like searching around in the dark. The lights would go up. And, and in all honesty, where do you think your phone could possibly go? I know, like it's going to sprout legs and run yeah, away. Just go, I'm out of here. Peace! <laughs> and the phone dials off. <laughs> Like, what are you going to get that's that important that you cannot wait five minutes? I know. I don't know. Or even the two hours you're in a movie. It can wait. It can wait. Maybe the phone was just sick of being owned to her. Yeah. yeah. This is my chance. I'm out. (laughs) You said, this is the most annoying chick ever. I'm out. It's like the South Park episode when Paris Hilton's dogs keep killing themselves. (laughs) Self-destruct. shoots itself in the face. It self-destructs. My gun shot My cell phone shot itself. <laughs> I remember if that's how she sounds, but that's what I remember her sounding like. Speaking of uh, annoying audiences, uh, didn't we see another movie called The Unborn? We did. The Unborn. <laughs> the audience. What was worse, do you think, honey? Do you think it was The Unborn or My Bloody Valentine? Um, I was gonna. I would say The Unborn because The Unborn was crawling with fucking emo kids. I know. What's up with emo kids that wear pants tighter than my girlfriend, who, by the way, is super small. <laughs> Like, they must have the smallest dicks ever because I do not know how they wear those pants. Chick pants. Exactly. They are not cut for men. Like, the crotch on women's pants is super high. I don't know how, how boys wear those. How do they wear them? 
Actually, at work today, a bunch of my coworkers are talking about how they like go to Target or any kind of department store and they can't find regular baggy jeans anymore. They can only find like emo skinny pants. I know it's it's ridiculous, and me being porky is really <laughs> affecting me. Do you have to order your pants specially online? I do. I you know I go to uh, what's that? Uh, casual male XL for big and tall, and they throw footballs around in the commercial and. Proud they look all proud. But like I can, you know, my fun. largeness isn't going to stop me. Uh, at Qdoba, you can go online and order polos from a company that supplies them, and some of them are say, "Oh, closeout special." And there's this one that's like coral pink for guys. I'm like, "Sweet, I'm so going to get this." When I clicked on it, it was Ford XL. Like, how big is that? That's like a parachute. That's a very big person. That is a big person. It's the only one they had left. You could uh, throw that up as a tarp and use it as a festival tent. <laughs> or signal signal helicopters to land here. I'm, I'm waving right now. A flag. Nice. I think the, the thing I find most funny about the Emo Kid pants is like the, the skinny jeans, straight leg skinny jeans, because girls wear them too. On Emo Boys, they just really show how pathetic they look and how skinny their legs are. And on Emo Girls, it makes their ass look huge. Do, I, of course, I, it doesn't look like that on me, naturally. Whoa, what? Emo girls? I've never seen an emo girl. You've never seen an emo girl. Have you seen an emo girl? Oh yeah, they're hanging out with the emo guys. Really? Yeah. When you see two, when you see like an emo couple together, you can't tell which is male and which is female. Maybe that's my problem. I don't know which one's which. That kind of annoys me because like, like I'm used to like girls looking athletically built guys, but I'm a skinny guy and I can't get any attention. Fred, I'm telling you, it's because you got to be cool. Because we're nut huggers in cool. a. I know you are cool, but people have to see that part of you. When you go into a room, you need to go in there and own that room. Don't let anybody else take it from you. Not me. Not this goof over here holding the camera. There's no one holding the camera. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Well, I think if you were in high school now and you had the emo style, you'd be set for life. I know. I'm like a generation off. You are. It sucks. We're quite I always felt like I was kind of. See, I always thought I was a step ahead because I started wearing pink shirts for guys way before it caught on. I know, you brought that style in. I totally brought that in. I, I was telling Laura this uh, a couple days ago when I was a server at Outback, I ordered the dude pink shirt. I was the only one there with a the pink shirt. Then all the other guys had to have the pink shirt. And now it's a thing. Yeah, the pink dress shirts, pink tees, pink pants. I know, pink pants. Uh, I was driving along somewhere the other day. There's like this dude with like bright green and pink pants and some kind of black and white checkered jacket. Wow. And he had like a like yellow rim glasses. Wow. Was like He's making a statement. Yeah. He, sh he belongs in a Devo, yeah, a Devo <laughs> music video. Music video. Uh, Doing the robot. So, we were talking about the unborn. Laura, what did you think of the unborn? Um... I thought it was okay, but it was really kind of irritating because it kept feeding the plot to you. Like, I, you know, I know what's going on. I figured out, you know, what character is what. And they would just be like, oh, it's a blah, blah, blah. Like, the characters would say these, say this shit. And I didn't feel like that was necessary. Well, I, I think, too, that's part of the problem with the PG-13 horror movie is they dumb it down for emo kids to get it. You know, and they also made it look like a, a poor, helpless Jewish kid killed in the Holocaust could also be a total prick. <laughs> Yeah, too much exposition. Absolutely, but I mean, I thought the one part that was really creepy was the old man in the uh, 
retirement oh, home where he's oh. chasing the lady through it and his head was twisting all around and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the special effects were really uh, well done. But yeah, I think so too. The characters are just like, whatever. I know. And I think you get the wrong, um, your movies in the wrong frame of mind is when a girl runs over a boy on his big wheel and everybody laughs. Yeah. I, I think that's a big problem in your movie. I didn't laugh. I know you did. I was scared. You were scared. It was really cute. Uh, Laura went, oh, like, all scared for the little boy. Well, and I just, like, I, th- I think from a visual standpoint and just from, like, a special effects kind of creepiness, it was really, really good. But then you actually thought about the plot and the things the character said, and I kind of wanted to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's, how was it? Like, what's that episode of Family Guy where Peter's watching the play that makes it? Oh, he's like, I'm very aware that I'm watching a play right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm very aware that I'm watching a movie right now. Like, yeah. They, you are not sucking me into this at yeah, all. Yeah, the world, you never really got sucked into the world yeah. of the unborn. So, yeah, and then every time, like, the lead chick is in her panties, like, I know, right? the audience is just like, dude, dude, she's, oh, she's so hot. But why was she always in her panties in a tight shirt? I know. Oh, was it this sex appeal that they're trying to sell in the movie? Because it's also in the trailer where she does that, like, ballerina turn, and just so you can check out her profile, she's like, look at me. I don't know. Yeah. And then what about the mirrors? Like, she's told to break the mirrors, but she, like, leaves the glass. Yeah. All about. Uh, Come on. Come on, David Esquire. He's smart about it, guys. Oh, and I'm going to go ahead and have a nerd moment here. Okay. They kept saying, like, twins are essentially mirrors. Okay. The girl's twin was male. They were not identical twins. They're fraternal twins, and fraternal twins are no more identical than siblings. I yes. got very... Stop calling the mirror. Just, just stop it. Yeah, because they're not exactly mirror, because they're fraternal. They're not identical. Exactly, Laura. Ryan likes to repeat the things I say, and then <laughs> makes. I guess it makes you feel smart. Yeah, it does. It really does. Okay. Because he's absorbing your intelligence. I am. <laughs> because you're so much more smarter than me. Yeah, I know. Damn. Okay, what was the Green Goblin's first appearance in Spider-Man? Schooled! Amazing Spider-Man 14. It's okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah, wow. I'm into comics, so. <laughs> yeah. That makes you really fucking cool, dude. Oh, you're so harsh. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, sugar pie. Don't be so bad. My Uncle Remus now? I like the Black Crows from uh, Dumbo. What? Never seen nothing like that. No way, no how. <laughs> we just got taken off of iTunes. <laughs> We're being racist. There has to be worse stuff than ours on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a huge wasteland of podcasts. Like... I've never listened yeah, to them. I listened to ours and uh, Kevin Smith's. I haven't, listened, I haven't listened to them all, but uh, like if you just go and search, you know, by category, like it seems like everyone in America has their own podcast. Really? I, I don't know how you like how would anyone single ours out? It, it's like you just have to know people. I don't know. So we need to catch on. So we need to tell everybody we know to subscribe to our podcast, and we need to think of cool gimmicks to have like in our podcast. So we like, you know, oh, I want to tune in for that specific thing they do. Gotcha. So far, it's just like uh, I might tune into Netcast because they might talk about a movie I saw this week or I want to see, or were really funny and entertaining. I mean, did you hear my impersonation of the Black Crows from Dumbo? <laughs> that was award-winning. <laughs> that was pretty stellar. I think we can. I think we can do the funny. 
can, we can pull that off, right? Yeah, absolutely. You tell me to be any character, Brad, and I'll be it right now. Go. Um, be the uh, um, uh, mouse from uh, American Tale. Vival. Be Vival. Fuck, why don't you say uh, Gus Gus from <laughs> okay, Cinderella? Gus Gus from C Cinderella. Gus Gus! <laughs> wow. That's all he says. Does he say anything else in that movie? But he's, but he's a little cute and tubby. Oh, yeah, get the bits. <laughs> you can't see the look on Ryan's face right now, but it's a open mouth look of shock that his girlfriend just made a fat joke. Oh, it wasn't me for the podcast. Sure. It's all right. Here, Ryan, you can have an extra piece of my pizza. No, I'm fat. <laughs> Ryan, the food is not love. <laughs> By the way, did Ouch. I mention we're eating pizza, delicious pizza, at Two Fists and Mario's in, uh, on Market Street in Denver, Colorado? Dude, Denver is such a cool town. It really is. Like, it looks really nice right now out there. It's really warm here. I know, for, a for January, January? Evening, yeah, it's actually pretty Dude, nice it's beautiful out. Colorado's a mess. I'm just trying to change the subject and being totally bitch slapped by my girlfriend. So, Brad, while we were at uh, My Bloody Valentine, what were you doing? Hey, Brad, what were you doing? While, no, I already know what you're doing. You were, you saw Doubt because you posted a monologue on I did. Uh, your Facebook. Tell me about Doubt. Is it good? It is a good movie. It's a, it's a movie that the news uh, industry should pay attention to because it basically, uh, I guess, is a, a parable of... Like what happens when you talk about people without facts? So um, I don't want to reveal too much of the movie because I want people to see it, like discover the surprise for themselves. Uh -huh. But yeah, it was a really good movie. Good. Wow, that was a great review, Brad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's just like it's very, it's kind of short. It's only like 90 minutes. Really? Um, and it's uh, very tightly written. It's all character driven and. Well, it has killer actors in it. Yeah, they're all pretty good. Um, but probably the most impressive, like I was really blown. Like there were certain monologues that the uh, priest Father Flynn uh, said, and uh, I uh, happen to have a script right here if you want to listen to it. <laughs> I do. That better be compelling, Brad. I'll I even, want you to channel your inner Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'll even try to act the voices like they did. Okay. So anyway, he has this monologue about uh, uh, gossip and how dangerous he is. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll try and do this. Uh, so anyway, there's, like, there's a moral to this. Basically, don't accuse people without facts and stuff or else bad things happen. Anyway, uh, one of the monologues was Father Flynn, a uh, guy, a uh, priest in his 30s, is uh, in blue with white vestments at the pulpit. A woman was gossiping with a friend about a man she hardly knew. I know none of you have ever done this. And that night, she had a dream. A great hand appeared over her and pointed down at her. She was immediately seized with an overwhelming sense of guilt. The next day, she went to confession. She got, to the, old parish, she got the old parish priest, Father O'Rourke, and she told him the whole thing. She asked, Is gossiping a sin? That wasn't part of the monologue. <laughs> 
problems with doing this in public because you're going to have background noise. Anyway, is gossiping a sin, she asked the old man. Was that the hand of God Almighty pointing a finger at me? Should I be asking your absolution? Father, tell me, have I done something wrong? And then he has an Irish brogue that I'm going to try to imitate, but I don't think it's going to come off very well. Yes, Father O'Rourke answered Yes, you ignorant, badly brother female. <laughs> oh no. You have borne false witness against your neighbor. You have played fast and loose with his reputation, and you shall be heartily ashamed. So the woman said she was sorry and asked for forgiveness. Not so fast, said Father O'Rourke. I want you to go home, take a pillow up on your roof, cut it open with a knife, and return here to me. So she went home, took the pillow off her bed, a knife from the drawer, went up to the fire escape to the roof and stabbed the pillow. She then went back to, back to the old priest as instructed. Did you gut the pillow with the knife? She says. Yes, father. And what was and what was the result? Feathers, she said. Feathers, he repeated. Feathers everywhere, father. Now, I want you to go back, gather up every last feather that flew out in the wind. Well, she says, it can't be done. I don't know where they went. The wind took them all over. And that, said Father O'Rourke, is gossip. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. <laughs> That was a compelling. Is that Oscar worthy? It is. No, it's I, not. I'm like, I'm like, wow, Brad or Father O'Rourke. <laughs> no, it's terrible. This no. is why I'm behind the camera. No, dude, that's no, good. Good. It's interesting, but I mean, it's true. Yeah. Give a shit. Anyway, I give a shit. <laughs> Fine. You know what? I'm not gonna stop talking. You two can just talk. Anyway, so yeah, gossip sucks. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a clever way of describing yeah. like how. To be honest, when you first saw the model, I was where the fuck is he going with this? <laughs> and then, I, kind of and then I caught it, and then I caught it. Ryan! And I'm back. Come on back, Ryan. Anywho, what else is going on? Me being awesome, that's always new. It's true. Oh, I no. feel really bad about the fat joke, and now I want to make up with No, you want to make it up to me. Well, you can't take back what you just said. Did you just listen to the monologue Brad just gave? But it's not the, gossip. It's face-to-face. -face. The, the feathers are blown everywhere. So no, they're not, not. There's three of us at a table, right? The feathers represent the words. The words that you have spoken. And they can never come back. They have blown across the countryside. They've been lost. Collected by other people. They really have. And... Who knows if they'll ever okay, be... Okay, collected by other people, there are three of us sitting at a table. But what if 100,000 people download this? That's going to happen. So One day! <laughs> if I say that Ryan likes to read Cosmopolitan... Uh, I do, actually. <laughs> well, great, that's not gossip then. Um, <laughs> Ryan likes to kick puppies. Dude, I love dogs. <laughs> but... 
They don't know that. But actually, that's one of my most favorite visual jokes ever in The Simpsons, is when Lard Lad comes to life, and he's walking down the street, and this dog walks in front of him, and he just kicks the shit out of it. It's like, <laughs> just for some unknown reason. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, man. Like, 10 years later. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, one of our favorite inside jokes in my German class in high school was we'd go around school and say, Von Hofstein, uh-huh. Which means, when did you beat the puppies? And, I don't know, it just reminds me because we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> we thought we were the funniest kids. When I was in, in French class, I used to say, um, Le Chien is um, a dog. We used to say, La Chien, it's a bitch. So when I did monologues about dogs, I always changed it to La Chien. And Mr. Sweet, my French teacher, would just be sitting in the back, like, putting his hands on his face and freaking out about what I just said. <laughs> Did the other kids know what you're saying? Yes. It's like the only French cuss word that I still only know to this day is La Chienne is bitch. And I totally gate it up. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit not so That's very feminine. Bitch! <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> I Girl went friend. there. <laughs> When you say that, you have to like flip your pink scarf over your shoulder. I don't have a pink scarf though. I'd have one though, and I'd rock it totally in Europe if I had one. <laughs> I yeah, you're supposed to get a, we were supposed to get a scarf this weekend, weren't we? I know. I totally forgot. I didn't forget. I just maybe you can pick one up at the airport. Uh, do you know what's weird? You probably. Just, I don't think it's weird that they have baggage stores at the airport. I know, right? Like, <laughs> just grab a pile of shit. We'll grab a bag at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I know, like, it's a David Tell skit, too. Yeah. But, like, seriously, like, it's so random. Well, they have really cute bags, though. I know, but why would you buy bags if you're at the airport? Well, because they're cute. Useful, or aren't they really expensive, though, too? But they're cute. Well, if you think, like, when we went to uh, San Diego, like, we came back with more stuff than we left. Well, yeah, so, okay, I guess. That, I, I guess, guess in that instance, it would be useful. I guess it would if you... Did I tell you the most expensive scarf I've ever seen? I went to Ralph Lauren in Aspen with Brandon, and there was a $450 scarf. Now, it didn't have, like, littered with gold sparkles or anything. It was just really soft, and you bought it at Ralph Lauren. I don't know why it was $450. Uh, I guess Ralph Lauren needs a new pool. I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> have you ever been to that store? No. They have. It's really cool, though. They have, like, rooms designed for like what clothes you're gonna get like it's not divided by men and women like you go in there and there's like bomber jackets and the whole room has like airplane stuff everywhere and then you go to the next one and the cowboy stuff has like leather jackets and cowboy hats and cowboy boots and the hetero male section has the $450 scarf because only hetero men would have enough balls to wear a $450 scarf right? absolutely right (laughs) who's with me with this? People uh, outside walking by, shouting crazy things. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like I do. I do this all the time when I go to the mall with my mom. I always fall in love with the most expensive thing on like the shelf. So I'll see a purse and like, oh my god, that's so cute! I have to have it. Pick it up, at least five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars for a purse. Wow. Why? Stuff. I know, it seems like such a waste. I mean, who would spend so much money on a purse? You know what works no. well, too? A $5 purse. Uh, wallets are good. Yep. So how much is the purse you're rocking right now? It's Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh, it was a gift for my best friends. Awesome. So probably like 10 bucks. Awesome. Maybe. No, it's okay. You know, you love Hannah Montana. I do love Gifts Hannah Montana. Gifts are very special. Gifts yeah. friends are always special. It always means a lot. Like, uh, 
material things are worthless, but if you get something that really means, you know, something to you, like you're looking for something awesome dairy and your friend happens to find it, it makes your heart skip a beat. It truly does. It's true. They were thinking of you. Yep, that you'll be in my heart. I wonder if I, how many, like, cliched song titles I could just spout off in any day conversation. Yesterday I played a game with myself where I would say a song title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> no, um, keep going. It sounds like a really good story. I'm so alone. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, like I was driving and I, I, I like thought of a song title and then a word from that song title, I would try to think of another song title with that word in it. And so I did like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing nice. with song titles, and I nice. got through like eight of them until I could like, just find, like using the word the. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, we uh, could we be a sixth degree of Kevin Bacon since we went to Comic Con and you shook hands with Simon Pegg? Uh, well, the game uh, only works if you acted in a movie with him. Do you like have to shot. act in a movie? Like I, I, you could probably the game itself is based on that. Like I'm sure you could do it, like if you saw him or sure, you know, we're in the same room with him. But like the game is played by being acting, like acting in a movie. So okay, I'm gonna totally change things up. I'm gonna just ask a random questions and I want answers. The most romantic song of all time, Brad. Uh, 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 pass. Laura. <laughs> um, still in love with you by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. The Way You Look Tonight by Rod Stewart. Brad. Uh, uh, anything by Huey Lewis in the News. <laughs> <laughs> I want a new drug? <laughs> that is romantic. My Other Woman's Got Another Man. Romantic. 60 Minute Man. That, romantic. That's not theirs, though. That's I know. It's Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Yeah. And they also have a... What's the sequel to it? They have a sequel song. Yeah, Can't Do 60, No Mo. More, yeah. No Mo. Okay, favorite song of all time, Brad? Go. Uh, the Power of Love. You listen to the news. Laura, go. Uh, give me a moment. You wear it well by Rod Stewart. Laura, go. Fuck. Um. Um. That's really hard. <laughs> that's what she said. You know what? I think I have to go with. You guys suck. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Russian Christmas music by Alfred Reed. Surprising choice from the wild card in our podcast. Okay, favorite movie of all time, Brad. Go. Yeah, I'm gonna bullshit for a second and go and give an answer for the romantic song. I'm gonna do uh, "The Glory of Love" by Peter Cetera. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, uh, favorite movie of all time. Oh, that brings me to another point in my uh, notes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is my favorite movie of all, of all time, and it is playing this weekend at the Esquire at midnight, Friday and Saturday, and I will be there both nights. <laughs> awesome. That's why I brought it up, Laura. Favorite movie of all time. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mine, Army of Darkness, we covered that last time. Gay! Not gay, totally awesome. Just kidding. Hell to the king, baby. Um, what else do I got? Um, Hale indeed. Favorite... Has uh, he dropped the uh, give me some sugar, baby line on you? I say it oh, all God, the time. He's, like, daily. Abuses it. Yeah, like, yeah. daily. Not even exaggerating but, at all. But I say it cute, though. Like, I, No, sometimes I roll my eyes before I kiss you. You still get to kiss them. Yeah, I do. Favorite TV character of all time? Ooh, that's tough. It's tough. Because uh, Jack Bauer's pretty awesome. Jack Bauer's the man. I missed uh, 24 this week. You did. I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> Is it good? Uh, I don't like how fat, like, it's... 
it's going too fast. Like they're revealing too much like plot development. It's only been six episodes and already like I know why Tony Almeida is back. And, like, See, I don't. Don't say anything. Uh, yeah, he was a uh, regenerated Frankenstein style. Can you believe it? Fucking A! <laughs> no, it didn't happen. But yeah, it's just. It's, it, like, it only took an episode to find out when he was back, and like, I figured it would take us a while to find out like, what happened. Yeah. That's, uh, that's okay. Um, so, Jack Bauer's a good one. But go to Laura because I'm, I'm going to Laura, think do you have a favorite TV character of all time? Uh, Dr. John Dorian from Scrubs. I do love Dr. John Dorian. You know, mine is like Brad's. I was really thinking about this today because, you know, I always write blogs about top 10, whatever. And I have like a three way tie. Mine's Jack Bauer, Chandler Bing, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's a three way tie. There's guys in here fucking. We're going to take a break from the podcast so that you at home can listen to these guys talk really loud. Um, I want to say they had a contest. I want them to just finish the pitcher of beer. So things are probably going to get more fun. Sweet. I want to see someone go through this pink glass window. Yeah. Sweet. Terminator style. Sweet. Instigate a fight. Like, just walk up to them totally. and yeah, say, hey, dude, your friend uh, said that you, uh, I don't know. Hey, dude. <laughs> we actually was funny. I, uh, do you still have that footage of when we took a bunch of flour and just punked it on Adam and it like hurt him really bad? Because we were watching Jackass the other night and they're like, it was really funny. And I said, yeah, that stuff hurts. I remember we did that to Adam. I might. Uh, I really regret that because it wasn't as funny when we did it. <laughs> no, it was, like, it was like a rock. And I felt really bad because remember he was so drunk and he stood up and he's like, uh, uh, and he just passed back out. Yeah. This is my place in Littleton. We were watching something. Cliff and I were there and Adam fell asleep on the floor. And yeah, Cliff and I were like, dude, I have some, actually, it wasn't even flour. It was like a pancake mix. Oh, it was Bisquick. <laughs> yeah, Bisquicks are like, you know. It's stupid and childish, like imitating what we saw on TV. Like, I'm always defending TV, like, TV never convinces people yeah. to do stuff. And so we went to the pantry, and, the, like, and we threw it on him, like, it got in his ear, and it's like, uh, in his eye. And he was miserable, and it was like, I was looking at him, like, uh, I regret doing this to one of our best friends. And it had, like, a weird thump sound to it. It wasn't yeah. like a. It was. Boom! Yeah. Like, yeah. It was bad. It was sad. Yeah, I think I recorded over it because it just wasn't funny. No. <laughs> I was just but, uh, wondering. Yeah. But I was, sorry to get back on the TV. Too, no, you're but, fine. Uh, Al Swearingen from Deadwood. He's the, like, the guy you love to hate. Oh, yeah. Like, he's such an awful, awful oh, guy. He is awful. Look, I just thought of a better one. Who? Samantha Jones, Sex in the City. How could I forget that? Yeah. You see, I yeah. didn't even mention it because you guys don't even watch that show, but she yeah. is my fucking hero. We watch that show. Hey, who wants a Cosmo? <laughs> I do. Let's rag on men. <laughs> Look at our expensive shoes. Aren't men inadequate and selfish? <laughs> yes. Insensitive I'm, to our needs. I've never seen the shows. How they don't do. Don't you just love dresses? <laughs> no, 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 it's a really good show. Shoes are great. I have like 50 of them in my closet. Oh my goodness. So, who did you sleep with this week? <laughs> no, it's a Random really, sex. it's a really good show. It's, it's. I do admit that it is geared towards women, but I think if men really did watch it and didn't think of it in their preconceived minds, that they would enjoy it. Really? Yeah, it has a really good plotline. It's really funny. 
Really? Did you see the movie? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. Sneak preview. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, Unleashed. Was that was where Laura, where the whole moon's out and she is. Her claws came out. Totally. Do not fuck with Sex in the City. Yeah, it's a good show. You know what, Laura? We'll take your word for it. I'm going to make you watch it one day. Shit like you can make me do anything. Do you have the DVDs? No, I want them. I'm my own man. I listen. I instant. I watch the beat of one drum. Do you want the this com- guy? Do you want the complete collection of the Velvety cover? Oh yeah. Oh. I only know that because I told DVD more. I pay attention to that. comes out. Brad has a secret DVD room where he keeps all the DVDs. He's ashamed to show anybody. One of them, Sex in the City, the complete series. He paints his nails and sits on his bed and kicks his legs and gossips on his phone. Uh, on the way to my DVD layer, there's a uh, hallway that's just lit by candles. And that's very gothic architecture. <laughs> and that's where he goes when he's feeling pain. And then to access the room, you have to recite uh, a Huey Lewis song. And then uh, put your hand on the um, scan pad, and then you'll write the scan, and then you can get into the DVD layer. Right on. So if someone wanted to break into this, they'd have to cut off your hand and take out one of your eyeballs. Demolition Man style. Hey, Demolition Man in back-to-back weeks. Hey, you know what I just watched is uh, Never Say Never Again, the uh, non-James Bond uh-huh. movie. That's a James Bond movie. And, Sean uh, Connery, right? Yeah, Sean Connery's last appearance as James Bond. But it, was, it wasn't like a MGM. Like, it was basically a remake of Thunderball. Uh-huh. But the dude in that had a fake eye that he scanned and had like a plans or some device or something. Really? Yeah. I don't like it. No, you know, I, I heard it's the worst one. Uh... Roger Moore, I think, said it was the worst one. That I just read an uh, interview with him. Like it wasn't like I, I've watched other like official Bond movies that are not as interesting, but it just, it just seemed like it was out of place. Just not part of it. Yeah, parts of it were like it, I don't know how many times I've seen where the, like the opening is a staged James Bond death. Yeah. Like you, like you think he's fighting all these guys, and it's just like a test, you know, an obstacle course thing. Yeah, I haven't seen the old James Bonds in years. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I got the box set, so I've been watching them. Laura, Just, what do you think of James Bond? Yeah. Um, I remember my dad making me watch James Bond when I was little and being extraordinarily bored. But what about the new ones, like Casino Royale? Casino Royale was fucking badass. That I is didn't badass. see Quantum of Silence. No. That's a good one. I have like five free tickets left. <laughs> do you? I, I actually probably expired by now. But... Is it still in theaters right now? I don't think so, is it? Probably dollar theaters. It's not even dollar theaters anymore. It's three dollar theaters. What? Yeah. Did you see... Uh, That's not a bargain. I know, Pay right? an extra two dollars for the sticky floor. I know. And a small screen. What's that about? And no stadium seating. No stadium seating. Although, that doesn't bother me because I go to the Mayan Esquire and the characters all the time. And it's kind of a certain charm to the old theater. Well, I like the Mayan because they had the architect in it and everything. The architect. Architecture. The architect of the Matrix reloaded. Fucking murder you right now. <laughs> Remember that Japanese movie we saw there where there were zombies that were hopping? Vampire Hunters. I tried to forget. But <laughs> we know it officially uh, it scares Japanese people. It does. It does. Our friend's girlfriend was terrified of the bunny hopping zombies. Were they vampires or zombies? We did block that out. I, yeah. I didn't watch it after that. Jealous. Scary things. Laura, you're wearing your skeleton hoodie. I am. <laughs> I'm a skeleton right now. She's blocking out the world. 
can't see it because she's wearing this Hot Topic hoodie. It's not a Hot Topic hoodie. You said you got a Hot Topic. No, I got a little boy section section at Walmart. See, it doesn't cover my wrist. Yeah, it's a Walmart hoodie. Yeah. God. So at Walmart, you can get this hoodie that has uh, a skeleton on the face of it, and when you put the hood up, there's a skeleton skull in the face with little like eye holes, so it's almost like a... You know what I think of? I think of the Karate Kid. I think of the Karate Kid. Oh yeah, where they're running around in the skeleton costumes. Daniel. Daniel. And they do kick his ass. Remember by the fence? And then Mr. Miyagi jumps over the fence and kicks all their asses? Hey, you know it's a weird circle, as I mentioned the glory of Bob earlier, which is the Karate Kid Part 2. It is. And we just started talking about the Karate Kid. Dude, the Karate Kid, I also heard they're doing a remake with Jackie Chan as Mr. Miyagi. What? Yep. And, Why? like, Will Smith's son is, like, uh, the Karate Kid. What exec was, like, after watching Karate Kid Part 3, or even the next Karate Kid... Hillary Swank's Karate Kid. What exactly was like, we have more to say about the Karate Kid. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Anything with Jackie Chan is pretty much a good bet, though. Yeah, like, it may be yeah. a shitty movie, but it's going to be entertaining. I agree. So this is real? Yeah. No, I just saw it. They contacted him about it. It was just, I think it was in Variety or something. Yeah. And by in Variety, I mean in the internet on Variety's webpage. What about like a Shanghai Dawn? I know, they should. I really like those movies. Yeah. They kind of, like, I know Shanghai Nice didn't make a lot of money, but it was funny. It was funny. And Jackie Chan. I know. Owen Wilson's a man, too. I didn't rush out of the Neither did I. I don't know what it was. It seemed kind of rushed. Yeah, it seemed Even though it was, like, seven years in the making. Yeah. And it seems like they subdued Jackie Chan's... Because when Jackie Chan does stunts, he, like, incorporates the environment. Rush Hour 3 just haven't got a bunch of people. Yeah, I agree. But see, I loved uh, in Shanghai Nights when he did like the singing in the rain bit where he was uh, dancing with an umbrella and fighting the guys in like the town square. That part was awesome. I actually haven't watched that movie since theater. It's a good it's, one. It's like on DVD for seven bucks. I'm just like, it's only seven bucks, I can get whenever. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the movies I bought when it first came out on DVD because I really enjoyed it. I've kind of resigned myself to waiting for the deals to come in. Yeah. It seems like every movie I buy at 20 bucks. If I just wait, had waited six months, <laughs> I could have got it for $4.99. No, that's, that's how I buy all my DVDs. Then again, like, if I walk by the $5 DVD rack, I just, I can't resist. I always end up with shitty movies that I'm never going to watch. But it was 5 bucks, and I had to have it. So. You know one movie I struggle with on the $5 rack at Walmart all the time that I want to get, but I don't want to get, is Doom. I want to get it because I love The Rock, but I don't get it because it's Doom. No, the movie is a piece of crap, but I think the the last like twenty minutes of that movie, when it is in like you know the first person shooter view as a film, that was pretty cool. Oh, Laura, you know, I speaking really of first person cool. shooters, I guess we should talk about your epic zombie killing in Left 4 Dead. That I know everybody was like jonesing about. I went and picked her up in Fort Collins, and she was playing Left 4 Dead for Xbox with all her friends. And I guess she just annihilated a whole bunch of zombies and a boss, and they were cheering her on. And yeah, you see, I am friends with a bunch of computer science guys in Fort Collins, and I usually don't actually play video games with them, I just watch. But this time they let me play. And Left 4 Dead, good game. It was really entertaining, I thought. Like, it's not your typical first-person shooter, because it's fucking zombies. And the bosses are really cool, and it's really scary, and... I figured out how to work the Xbox controller, and that was pretty cool. 
She rocked it. How come you don't have Left 4 Dead? Because it's only on Xbox. They, pay, they have it on PC. I, I have a laptop, but I don't think it can hold that game. I've never heard of it. I've like, I stopped buying PC games like 10 years ago. Like Every time I bought one, I tried to sell it on the machine. Even if I had the most recent machine, it just wouldn't work. So. Yeah, you have to have like an Alienware computer, I'm sure, to oh, yeah. run that game. Like, constantly upgrading it. Yeah. Like all these guys, they all have, they have it on Xbox 360, but they also all have it on PC. And all their, all their machines, they've custom built themselves. They bought it twice. Yeah. Well, no, it's these like, guys are pretty nerds. Like, yeah, they're, I love like, them to death, though. They're like, we're calling them nerds. No, no. Like, <laughs> they're not, they're like us, sir. There's like four of them in the apartment, so they have like, you know, some, two guys have it on Xbox, two guys have it on PC. So, in the apartment, there are many, many Left 4 Dead games. <laughs> but any games with zombies has to be fun. Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil. When we when I do a podcast with Adam, we'll, we'll reminisce about our Resident Evil 2 um, trying to one-up each other every time we played that game. For everyone at home, how fast can you beat Resident Evil 2, right? I can be in an hour and 28 minutes, my fastest time. Maybe we should do a podcast where we just kind of... You I play, play Resident and, Evil and, and Adam will comment on, and then if you, uh, what, I'm sorry, which, how long did you say it took? Hour 28. So if you can, uh, maybe we'll do an extended length podcast and if you can get uh, you know, the end of the game by the time the podcast ends. Then. I haven't played Resident Evil 2 in so long. I'd have to, you know, get re-familiar with it. Even though I think I have played it so many times, I don't think it'd take me that long to get reassociate myself with the game. You also said you could beat uh, Super Mario, uh, Levels and, uh, we never did. Unfinished. Yeah, we need to bust that out because that's that's really weighing on my conscience. Yeah, we're on world like three or something, right? Negative something. I don't know. But those ones are hard because like the lost levels are ridiculously difficult, anyways. And then it's one of those levels where you have to like go the right path in two D. And the only way you know is if you get the sound that you collected a coin. So it's like, but then you have to pick the other three ways. I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's no way to explain it. It's just difficult. It sounds neat. It is neat. How we doing, bud? Fabulous. I, I, every time we like go into video game or movie talk, I feel like we're excluding Laura. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Laura, what do girls really want from guys? See, I can't really tell you that. Like I said, like all my social group is all computer science guys. I know, but you're so, a like, woman. I'm used to this kind of thing. I. What do you what do you find so awesome about me? Um, do you really want to go there now? Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, well, you're very caring. You appreciate me. You respect me. You think I'm really pretty. Your mom loves me. You're just it's fun to hang out with. I can trust you. Do you want me to feed your ego anymore, honey? No, I thought you. I, I thought you when you said you really want to go on this now, you're gonna rip me a new a hole. No, I just didn't like know when you wanted to have Like when you called me fat earlier. I only called you For fat because For those of you listening at home, first. I just stuck out my lip and, and pouted. It's cuter and I do that. I know. She's really cute when she wakes up in the morning because she doesn't want to. And she does this voice. Like, I stayed in her room and it had like 15 alarms going off. And I'm already a terrible sleeper. So as soon as one goes off, I'm up and ready to go. But a minute later... So her body stands are shaking. Yeah, the yeah. day has begun. The day has begun. <laughs> so her phone goes off and it's some kiss song. 
I'm like, okay, I can turn her phone off. So I lean over, I turn her phone off, and then her like alarm goes. <laughs> so I turn that off. Then her one goes. <laughs> and then there's people talking outside her room. I'm like, oh my god, my head exploded like it was in scanners. And oh jeez, I even know what to do. And then and then Laura's barely wakes up and she looks at me and she says, I don't wanna. <laughs> and goes right back to sleep. I have. He I've sure made biscuits has. and gravy, which she didn't like, but she pretended to. I just, in general, I'm not a huge fan of biscuits and gravy. And I made her chicken noodle soup, homemade. That was pretty freaking delicious. Oh, and I made you homemade cookies today. Oh, she did make me homemade. Oh, why did you make me homemade cookies? Laura. Because I was drunk and you kicked my ass and I was drunk and bowling. Yes, drunk you and bowling. podcast. Drunk and bowling. Um, listeners, she was bragging last time we were on here about how she beat my ass, but I beat her and she made me cookies because of it. And when I went to pick her up today, her mom said, Ryan, I really have to thank you because um, Laura baked cookies for me too. <laughs> Chocolate chip. You can have some when we get back to my place, dude. They're fucking fantastic. Oh, boy. I'm excited. <laughs> I, make, I make pretty rad cookies. She does. But you can only beat me in bowling when I'm on, like, my fifth beer. Yeah, it was pretty legendary. She went up to bowl one time, and she bowled straight into the gutter. Like, no. Like, it hung on for dear life. No. Five beers. Straight in the gutter. Five beers. And that's what happens. I know. You still did really well. I know. I still only beat you by like 35 pins. No, I beat you by way more. I called that I was going to beat you by 50. I think I beat you by like 58 or something. Maybe. I did. I'm still waiting for my custom bowling ball. Really? Dude, you ordered that so long ago. Yeah. How long did they say it'd take? Uh, they're having some kind of shipping delay until like January 19th. So. That's, uh, that's tomorrow. It is tomorrow, but like, how long after that is going to take to actually travel across wherever they ship it from? Well, you can track it. Place online called on the ball uh, Dude, don't pimp them out if they haven't given your ball yet. I know, I'm not going to promote them until I see the ball, but uh, yeah, apparently you just go on there, put a JPEG on a ball, and for 200 bucks, you get your own custom ball. Uh, what's the ball made out of? Hopefully, ceramic. <laughs> Not plastic, I hope. It, it, uh, the sizes were 12 and 14, so I heard if it's the odd numbers, it's plastic. Well, most of the like custom balls you have are not going to be high quality balls, so it's probably going to be a low end resin or a plastic. But you really don't have to worry about it, Brad, because you don't have the hook like she does. You bowl straight. Until you change into a professional bowler, you're awesome. You're good to go, sir. Promise. Yeah, like for what? Because like I beat her with my crappy spare ball, as she calls it. I guess anything's an upgrade from using the, the alley balls that I <laughs> yeah. do. True, like for like your style of bowling, it's probably it's probably fine, but it's not a ball, very high quality ball. You don't know this, but I put the Nebulous logo on my bowling ball, so whenever we do go bowling, and someone's like bowling next to us in the lane, they're like, "Wow, that's the sweetest logo I've ever seen!" And then Brad can say, "I don't know." <laughs> Brad, you gotta pimp your own company. Say, yeah, I designed this. Count it. When it's going down the lane, uh, hopefully it'll spin and like flash the logo and just like <laughs> impress the hell out of everybody. Dude, I got it. They, they will be impressed. People will probably dive down the lane to catch it and steal it. You gotta keep an eye out for it. Uh, I, my parents uh, got me a, a 
a bag of wheels for it, so it's gonna nice. It's gonna be treated like a more important than me. Wait, 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 wait. You have a one ball roller? Yeah. Okay. What? It's kind of a joke in the bowling world. I don't know, dude. I got my bowling bag for free because my brother bought one for a dollar at the thrift store. Wait, what's, what's the joke? If you have one bowling ball, one ball, does it really need to be on wheels? <laughs> but I'm very proud that you have your own ball now. Technically, you don't even need a bag in it, like at all. My uh, dad told me a funny story. My uncle Mike is like this legendary, like, he can play any sport and he's really good. And my dad and him were drinking at a bar and he said, my uncle Mike said he could beat anybody in bowling. And this guy at the bar challenged my uncle Mike, so my dad said my uncle Mike pulled up in his old car, opened up his trunk and his bowling ball was back there, not in a bag. And he just pulled it out all chipped up and kicked this guy's ass. Nice story that meant nothing, but the, the point is that Brad said you don't need a bag, and you don't, because my Uncle Mike had his bowling ball in his trunk. Well, I didn't ask for one. I just opened up a box and my parents were like, congratulations, you have a bowling ball bag. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I didn't even want No, I wanted this. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a, I didn't even want this, but I didn't even know I wanted this, so. Uh, that reminds me of a funny airline story. So I have two bowling balls that travel with me everywhere and I flew to Vegas with my team and I really didn't want to pay to check this extra bag so I went up to the counter and I was like hey can I can I check can I uh, carry on this bag it's 40 pounds is that too heavy and he was like well, what's in it and I was like well it's bowling equipment he's like you don't have bowling balls in there do you you can't carry those in the plane what the fuck do you think I have in a 40 pound bag with bowling equipment in it Magazine cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, because a lot of times when, when you carry on a bowling ball because they have like steel cores, the people in security flip shit because they don't see bowling balls that often. Yeah, unless there's two sticks of dynamite sticking out of them, and then. <laughs> Dude, how come no one makes bombs like that anymore? Remember when uh, we were coming back from San Diego? And I bought that iced tea, and then we went through the scanner. The lady told me I couldn't take that. Yeah. Iced tea. You had to, you had to just down it. I had to down it right then and there, and like I got all pissy. And like, so Brad was like in the area where they hold like delinquents, just like <laughs> slamming this iced tea. And then I tried to chuck it in the trash can, and it, it's a glass bottle. It bounced off like I was maybe a foot away from me, and it just bounced off the edge, and then like on the tile floor, and then down. Concourse. It would have been funny if it broke. In San Diego, was it me and you in San Diego where the dude got arrested? Uh, because we were sitting waiting for the plane, and was that you and me? Was that maybe that was with Brandon? No, I don't. I remember that. Anyways, I, I don't know why I thought the story, but. I was sitting in an airport, and this dude was sitting like, I don't know, kind of where you are. Brad's directly across from me for those listening at home. There's only a plate of pizza in our There's way. There's a plate of pizza in our way, but he's maybe a little far, maybe 10 feet away from me. And he's sitting up, like, like his legs are crossed. And to my left and to my right, these two cops on bikes come on, like mountain bikes. And uh, they see them surround this guy. I'm like, oh shit, something's going down. 
and uh, they come behind him. They say, "Sir, what is in your leg?" And he's like, "It's a brace that I have." So, yeah, well, it looks like a weapon. You're coming with us. And they pulled this guy off of the terminal and arrested his ass for having a leg brace that he didn't wear through security. So the moral of the story is: is don't wear a leg brace because they notice it on camera above. Nice. Yeah, it definitely wasn't with you. Who the fuck was I with? Maybe I was by myself. I travel by myself a lot. I I think I hate, like, I don't mind flying. Like, the act of flying doesn't scare me, but it's going to security that just drives me insane. Because I'm always scared. You always hear this, like, those horror stories about people's piercings going off and then making them take them all out. I have several piercings. It's never happened yet, but I'm dreading that day when I get wanded and things beat that probably shouldn't beat. It'll be fun. I just get nervous around my 40, so, like, I, I walk through the security check, and I'm just like, I, I had, like, last time I did it, I hadn't done it in a very long time, so, I, like, all the security they had in place after 9-11, like, I was used to, so I'm just, like, walking around, like, what do I do in here? But it makes me look like I have, like, something, <laughs> like, to hide. something, you know, or trying to faint. Like, I don't have anything. Oh, dude, I have a funny um, security story. So I went to uh, the Nuggets game with my stepdad, and my stepdad's Mexican, so he's darker than me. And uh, so we go through the, you know, the line where they scan your ticket, and a black security guy pulled me aside. He's like, can I scan you? And they didn't scan my stepdad, who's Mexican. I'm white. And so I, the whole time, like, reverse racism. Damn you, Obama. I totally voted for Obama, but I thought it was really funny that a black guy pulled me aside because I looked like a threat. And what was even funnier is my mom made me two uh, burritos that were wrapped in tinfoil that I had in my pocket that I was trying to sneak into like the Nuggets game that I was so sure was going to go off. But they don't. So I learned that the metal scanners do not pick up aluminum foil. So if you want to hide a gun, wrap it in aluminum foil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that looks like a burrito. Yeah. And then can, when you're on the plane, you know, build your rocket launcher. <laughs> I think I have a I have another great security story. So when you go into concerts, they like check your pocket, check your purse, make sure you don't have anything sharp when you're going to the mosh pit. I went to a concert with my sister, and I was wearing cargo pants. I think I was like maybe 14 at the time. She put her pack of cigarettes in my cargo pants, and didn't tell me that not all the cigarettes in the box were filled with tobacco. So I went through security freaked out because the guy opened the pack and I saw, you know, that not all of them were tobacco cigarettes. And then he just closed the pack, gave it back to me, didn't say anything. We went in the pit. The security guy took like three of them and just didn't say anything. <laughs> because I got high. Because I got high. <laughs> I mean, I felt fortunate that like, you know, because I would have been so pissed if I got in trouble because my sister's a fucking stoner. I love you, Jenny. Um, Do you think your sister's going to download this? No. <laughs> she so should. My sister wouldn't do it. No. Make sure you tell all your friends at CSU. We want it to become a thing. I do. I think I might try to get uh, my CS boys to download it. You should get your CS boys to download it. Because they're fun. How are, uh, Ryan, how are you going about promoting the so Dude, I tell everybody to download it. I tell my mom. I'm like, Mom, listen. <laughs> I see you trying to make a joke. Not I know, I was trying really hard. It was just backfiring totally. Yeah. Actually, I have a question for you. When you were little, did you ever uh, want your own radio show? You know, I really did. Like, I, You know, honestly, when I was little, I used to play, um, I don't know, NHL 95 on the Genesis, and I would record myself 
as commenting the game, and I've always, always wanted to be a hockey commentator. Speaking of which, uh, do you remember the time that I found on Craigslist that announcer job for a local high school? I do! And you called, and what happened, Ryan? Well, I called, and they said that I needed experience, and I said, well, what experience do you need for a junior high sportscaster? I'm like, what's the step below that? And he said, well, we need, you know, you need to read, you know, promos, and I said something like, uh, tonight's uh, tonight's game is brought to you by Madden 2008 EA Sports. If it's in the game, it's in the game. Like that? And he said, well, yeah. I said, well, I think I can do it then. And he said, well, yeah, we still need you to have experience. I'm like, well, I don't. People from ESPN are scouring Craigslist to broadcast junior high games in Colorado. He never called me back. I don't know why. You know, I don't know. Maybe there is. And little Jimmy over there is hoping to sell enough candy bars for his Cub Scouts. So make a big sale now. <laughs> so make sure you uh, buy it from him. And hey, let's thank uh, Johnny's mom also for bringing in the oranges at halftime. Those kids need their vitamin C. Back to the game. Like, I love oranges, Ryan. <laughs> oh, you would, Chet. Why is your name Chet now? I don't know. <laughs> I called you by your natural name. I know. Brad? Or would you be Bradley if you were like a sportscaster? Brad Haig here. Bradley Haig here. I think Bradley Haig sounds better. More friendly. Hey, hey, this is Ryan Frost. We're broadcasting live from the Pepsi Center. The Colorado Avalanche are facing off against the Chicago Blackhawks. Avalanche coming in the game on a three game winning streak on the. See, I could totally be a hockey announcer. That guy is wrong to not hire him. I know, now he's probably regretting his decision. He's probably sitting there, he's like, who should I have hired instead of. Uh, this game right here. Douchebag voice. I have always wanted to be like the sprint lady. Like when you call and someone's number is connected, I've always wanted to be that lady, and it broke my heart to find out that she's a computer. <laughs> like, the sprint like, customer you have tried to reach is not available. Please leave a number. <laughs> See, I can't even do it. Please leave a message after the beep. Thank you. That's a computer? Yeah. She's so sexy. I want to be that girl. Well, she may be automated, like, but it could have been an actress recording for the automation. How do you apply for that job? I don't know. Hey, Sprint, I want to talk to people. I know. I want to be the voice of Mickey Mouse. Let's go, Pluto. Well, gosh. Where did this come from? I don't know. Oh, I asked you, uh, have you ever wanted your own radio show? I really have, you know. I was basically saying because it reminded me of uh, when I asked myself that question. I remember when I was little, my friend Jason Cross and I, when he'd spend the night, we'd, uh, like, even after we went to, like, our parents made us go to bed, we'd pop out the cassette recorder and we'd just record ourselves talking, just random skits and stuff. And uh, eventually we'd kind of forget that everyone else was sleeping. And probably about five times the rest of the night, my dad would have to come in and like, <laughs> go to bed and stop talking. So what would your radio show consist of, Brad? Would you play music or would it just be zany? Or just in general, if you had your own. I guess it'd pretty much be like this. Just us Bullshitting. showing the world how funny my friends are. <laughs> like I, 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 I'd like to create some cool gags and skits and stuff. So like when I say something, I'd be like, Hey, this is the, the fart machine! <laughs> <laughs> the morning zoo. <laughs> what? I'm Cooter. Dinner in the Crazy doctor. What? Dinner 
it's just it's just crazy. Uh, He's talking about the stupid jackass mornings you get, like yeah. radio guys who like kind of look before they go on the air. And, and that's that voice. Like a guy with an animal name, and then the other one's crazy. Or how come on every oldie station there's always like the Wolfman or I don't know. I mean, we have one here. Is it the Wolfman here? Or? Uh, well, I think uh, they're all national now, so the Wolfman is here and everywhere else. No, it's the Boogeyman here. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the Boogeyman! And then, you know, it's the Wolfman. So, yeah. Buddy Holly wrote this song back in 1954! Go to any city in the uh, U.S. and turn on their local radio station, and they're, they're always being more crew with some guy with an animal name and some guy with a crazy doctor voice. <laughs> The Boogeyman on Cool 105. Denver! I know. It makes me um, feel not cool when they play Rod Stewart on the oldie station. Oh, yeah, it's weird now because they play songs from the 80s and some a little bit in the 90s. Yeah. I guess the 90s, though, that's 19 years ago when they started. You are still a baby, honey. I know, that makes me feel old. You guys are way older than I am. I know, 10 year high school reunion won't be there. I know what. No, you'll get a postcard this year. I got one last year. Yeah, Sammy, I needed to register. I'm like, who the fuck's gonna miss me? I'm wondering what I've been up to. Hey, Ryan, still you're you're still eating a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm just going with the theme here. Everybody bashing me for being fat. My tenure ten year high school reunion isn't for another like four or five years. I think I might just get knocked up or something. <laughs> like the sob story. I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> but now I got my baby. Why did I give you a southern accent then? I don't know. <laughs> my baby. Where's my baby? Uh, the dingo ate your baby? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... We're still feeling it out. Yeah, I, I know about great on this one. I this one had even less structure than the last one we did. Yeah, this one was a little zanier. You said less structure? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I made more notes, but I kind of rambled them off in a way that was not very natural. It's like, it it's like you're reading a script, Brad. Yeah. It is time to look at my notes. Hey, loaded question coming up. Uh, <laughs> and Cliff, I'll talk like uh, Snar from Thundercast for the rest of the podcast for you. So, Brad, what are we going to do next week on podcast? Who the fuck are the Thundercats? What? <laughs> Un- <laughs> believable. Neither did I. Not too much. I watch Voltron a lot. Yeah, I used to have the whole, like, get up to build them. Badass, dude. You took all, like, the different colored lions to make one giant robot. How'd you feel about the Power Rangers? Because they're kind of like a huge ripoff of Never watched them. My little brother Cody really liked them, though. I remember that all the creatures in it looked like foam latex creatures. Yeah. And they fought on miniatures. Badly dubbed. Yep, Godzilla style. Yeah, I used to watch that at like 6 in the morning before class. And... I used to watch the Mega Man cartoon at 6 in the morning before class. And he used to always say, Sizzling circuits! Because he said it all the time on the show. Yeah, I was in diapers this time, so... <laughs> Sizzling circuits, Dr. White! Yeah, the Sonic cartoon, too. Oh, yeah, with Urkel as the voice? Yeah. 
Later, Dr. Robotnik! <laughs> is, that sad? is that sad that I remember that? I, yeah, well, I, I was telling Laura that I love Darkwing Duck. She hasn't really ever seen it. Tailspin? I just watched Tailspin. How did you watch Tailspin? I watched Darkwing Duck. Or Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, which I had the first season of. <laughs> Dude, Darkwing Duck is way better. Yeah. Did you didn't watch Darkwing Duck? No. Darkwing Duck never got the props it deserved. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Maybe I watched Darkwing Duck. Wait, wait, wait. Here, let me do it. He was like a. I am the terror. That flaps in the night. I am the itch. You cannot scratch. Okay. Um, <laughs> wasn't Darkwing Duck like he was like a duck in a black outfit, kind of like an offbeat superhero, never quite got things right? Yeah. Okay, totally watched it. Yeah, of course. And stuff like Megavolt. <laughs> when I was little uh, in uh, Frosted Flakes, uh, you know, you could send away for figurines. I sent away for the Darkwing Duck ones. Wish I still had them. See, I was really big into the Little Mermaid cartoon and My Little Pony. Dude, I'm stoked for Pinocchio. That comes out really soon. On Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. I got no strings. I love that song. It was already released on DVD. I know. I have that DVD. Really bare bones. It only has a trailer. And now you're getting the nice package. Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the DVD art for it? it looks really nice. I love Disney. And uh, also Oliver and Company, which is my favorite Disney movie, comes out. On Blu-ray? No, just standard DVD a couple weeks before. Yeah. It's one of those like. What's Pinocchio? March. March. Yeah. Oliver and Company comes out like late February. Nice. So. Well, you just needed an upgrade. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't have like the platinum edition. It's just like. What's it called? Sing along, or is it like what's yeah, like the? Edition. <laughs> like the Aristocats one was Aristocats one called. Uh, well, even like Dumbo, though, they call it the Big Top Edition, and Dumbo's a huge movie for Disney. It's funny because they already had like a special edition before that. Yeah. But they just were really sleeping beauty after having a special edition. So. Anyway. It's true. Anywho. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, close out this episode because yeah. it's actually quite long. Is so, it? Yeah. But I want to squeeze in uh, some of the, because we didn't talk about anything about Nebulous Visions itself. <laughs> but um, currently, we've got two websites going on. And uh, I just last night did a video shoot for a local band called Filthy T, uh, who uh, has members from Ekanji who have done videos for in that band. And they performed at the loft last night. They looked pretty good. Uh, some sound issues, but they're pretty awesome. And they have uh, a song on the radio called Solar System, which uh, if you listen to uh, 93.3, you might be able to catch every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, support Filthy T. And um, closing thoughts, Laura? Um, no, my winter break's ending, so probably won't be doing podcasts anymore because I'll be, you know, learning stuff at school. So, bye, podcast audience. Can't come down for weekends or nothing? No. no. Maybe we can go to Fort Collins and do lunch. You can do it in my dorm. Any funny people in your dorm? There's Conch Boy. What? <laughs> it's one of my resident's boyfriends. He runs around the hall playing a conch. Oh, the, the C shot. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll have to get that on here. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds talented. Yeah. Whiskey yep. on America's Got Talent. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Ryan, closing thoughts? Um, I'm going to Paris. I'll see you in a week, and you'll be hearing from me in a week. Make sure you think about that episode of 24 with the planes uh, as you fly. Exploding. No, the near miss. <laughs> oh, yeah. On that's the right. Back. It'll be all right. And it's not made of kryptonite, so, you know, it'll be cool. All right, well, join us next week. 
please turn us next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't been bored by this one. No, this one's legendary. It'll probably be our greatest one ever. I love that you named the last one Awesome Dairy, by the way. Oh, thanks. I thought it was appropriate. It was. What do you think we'd call this one? Lame. <laughs> Lame-isode. <laughs> Lame-isode. I like that. Now with, now with twice as much lamitude. Uh, actually, uh, since we're at a pizzeria, we can call this Nebcast with extra cheese. Yeah, there we go. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hurry up, sit down.